This podcast may contain adult language and situations, graphic, gory details, and other not-so-nice things. Listener discretion is advised. And I'm Ashley. This is United States of Murder, the Patreon Valentine's Day edition. The video. The video. First one. The first one. Be patient with us. Please. Yeah, this is going to sound like our first ever Because it is. (laughs) This is going to be a shit show, so just buckle up and join us. Do you want to begin with the story? Okay, so I am going to tell you about the Tinder Swindler. I've heard of it, but I don't know any details. It's probably half the people that are listening have watched this on Netflix. So it's a true crime documentary about an Israeli con man, Simon Laviv, who used the dating app Tinder to meet women who he emotionally manipulated into financially supporting his lavish lifestyle. So these were mainly women in like Central and Northern Europe. He would pose as the son of a Russian diamond tycoon, and he portrayed this lavish, expensive lifestyle, complete with, like, crazy expensive sports car and private plane. See, look, here go my hands. Um, Private plane, which gave his victims the false sense of security that he could and would repay them if he borrowed money from them. Gotcha. Which ended up being, like... A couple million dollars. That's a lot of money. Tell me more. So to convince these middle class women to lend him these large amounts of money, he would call them in a panic and give them some bullshit story about being in danger and that someone was after him. And these women already thought they were in a relationship with him. So they trusted him. Yeah. And they would... uh, Like, he would send them pictures of his bodyguard that was all bloody and, like, in the hospital or, like, in the back of an ambulance. And uh, I thought that was a quote, like, his bodyguard. Well, he's not really. (laughs) That's a new one. But that's, but, like, he didn't have a bodyguard. But it was just, like, his friend. But Mm -hmm. he was posing as his bodyguard. Anyways, he sent that same picture to every girl. The same one over and over again. So he would tell them that there was a security breach And he couldn't use his credit cards and his bank accounts. So they would have to send him money Mm -hmm. and he would pay them back. But that never happened. So these women were afraid for their boyfriend's lives and they would take out loans from the bank and pawn their vehicles and take mortgages out on their home. Oh, And sometimes they would fly with all of this cash to where he was. And give him just like a duffel bag of all this money. And then they would have to get out of town because somebody might see her and like get after her. He would tell them like, I will send you this money back as soon as it's safe. And they are doing this. I'm not trying to shame them, but Mm -mm. this is like, what? Mm -hmm. They didn't have a lot of questions. Well, yeah, but he would just be like, I can't talk right now. (sighs) I have to, you know, like. I have to get away because there's somebody after me. So anyways, he would take this money and then meet, you know, he would meet another girl on Tinder and spend all this money on her. So now she thinks he's rich 
And so it's like a Ponzi scheme. A dating Ponzi yeah, scheme. Yeah, it was a dating Ponzi scheme, 100%. So um, anyways, he did send some checks to these women, but guess what? They were hot checks. Oh, he no. writes hot checks, everybody. Not a hot check writer. I know. No. So soon after this, he would break contact with the women, Mm-mm. like the enormous piece of shit he is. So he has been banned from Tinder after the <gasps> documentary was released. And he went on Instagram and said that he was acting for the show. Like, I'm an actor. That was all me acting. Yeah. And that the women were lying. So he was arrested multiple times in multiple countries across Europe, like just traveling around. So anyways, just watch it. I don't want to tell you the whole thing, but just watch it. But long story short, he didn't get arrested and charged with anything for this because it's not illegal. I feel like that's the misconception that people have when something like this happens. He didn't hold a gun to their head. He wasn't like, give me this money or I'm going to kill you. And so like it's lying. Like, it was like it, a gift. In itself, it's not. Yeah, that's not illegal. Not like morally. Yeah, he was wrong. Legally? Anyways. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. You can Google it. It's a giant rabbit hole. But yeah, he was banned on Tinder. And as of, was it yesterday or the day before, um, he joined Bumble. And they let him? Hand of God. Yes, he's on Bumble now. But you know, there's some girls that will go out with him just because he's the Tinder swindler. I'm looking at you in this He needs to get Tinder. (laughs) He needs to get Tinder swindled himself. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways, me too. I'm trying not to make my eyes move too much. You need to. I shouldn't have drank ice in this. That's yeah. super Ooh, loud. It's loud. Anyways, yes, you should definitely watch it. It's a pretty crazy story since we're talking about love. I wore pink in, in honor, and you wore black because that's how you feel. That's how I feel all <laughs> the time. It matches my heart. Oh no, and a pink cup. Do you want to go, or do you want me to keep going? I ha- I have a story. So I had a hard time. See, this is what I use. I had a hard time settling on. See, I'm old school and she's she's all professional. No. So I couldn't pick just one case for our Valentine's Day episode, like the case we just covered that comes out on the 14th. Cheers on Google. I know. I know. Anyways, go ahead. Sorry. So I'm going to share another one, but it's a shorter one. It's not as long as my episode episode. So in 1993... William Trimbach, who went by Billy, was 26 years old and was living just west of Stonehenge. Sorry. In, in live time, I'm not going to go on my pronunci- pronunciation. Yeah, it does not sound <laughs> Oopsies. right. Stonehenge, and it's in the far northeastern Weld County in Colorado. 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 It's Colorado. He was married to his wife, Cindy. They had a baby girl together, and he had a nine-year-old son from the previous thing. Well, Cindy had contracted HIV, and it developed into AIDS. And how? How did it develop? No, bull. How oh, I, she, I don't know. It doesn't say. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, boy. Well, and this is in the early 90s, so well, we know the yeah. treatments are not, not yeah. what they are now. So, Well, the AIDS epidemic in itself in, oh, the, yeah. in the 80s so and late 80s. So turning not, into AIDS was way more common then. And super quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. So Billy was working as a mechanic to try to make enough money for her medical care. Yeah. They even traveled to Mexico to find a cure for a disease. Ugh. Which probably didn't even exist. No. They were probably well, no. taking advantage. I don't know that, but well, I'm just assuming. Hello. Well, on Valentine's Day in 1993, which was a Sunday, 
Cindy reported Billy missing. She said she hadn't seen him since the morning before on Saturday. And her nine-year-old son told investigators that Billy left the house on Saturday morning with an unknown man, apparently to help him somewhere, maybe with a mechanical issue. He's a nine-year-old boy. He's like, I don't know the details, maybe. Well, that day, Billy was found on I-76 Frontage Road west of Wiggins. He'd been shot to death and had... And his body was dragged out of a vehicle to the roadside. Well, they thought, the investigators thought he was shot to death at an unknown location first, not on site, so moved to a secondary location. Gotcha. So the day his body was found was also his first wedding anniversary with his wife, Cindy. First? Mm-hmm. So I guess they got married on Valentine's Day. <sighs> so not good. Don't get married on Valentine's Day. Or don't not just for this reason. At all. <laughs> Cindy told investigators she had driven past the same area, the same area where Billy was found late Saturday night looking for him, despite this location being 45 miles away from their home. So she was driving this late the night before. With her two children. And she, Yeah, and she didn't know anyone from the area, so why was she driving it late that night? So according to investigators, items found near the dump scene matched items found in the Chevy Suburban Cindy was driving that night. So, not looking too good for Cindy. Small amounts of dried blood were found in the backseat of her Suburban. And guess what? It matched Billy's. Investigators theorized either Billy's body was in the Suburban at one point, or someone who had Billy's body was in the Suburban at one point. So, he owned a 9mm handgun, but the gun was not at the house. It was missing, and his wounds were consistent of those with a 9mm but if it was her, what's her motive, you know? Like, he's taking care of her, but guess what? She had taken out a huge life insurance policy on him right before. Yeah. Pretty obvious. And guess what? His name was forged by her on the insurance application. So okay. So she forges it. So I have a question about that. When you are married, you can legally sign your husband's name. Mm-hmm. So... Why would that be forgery? I don't know. Maybe, I don't know the details on that, but maybe she signed up the life insurance because he's the one that worked and it was under his name. But if you're the one with the insurance, you have to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like she filed a policy under his name. Does that make sense? Have you ever done life insurance or filed it? No, why would I file life insurance? I don't know. Some people do it for their kids. Oh, God, no. No, I mean, like, I have life insurance policies, but I never, like, filed a claim. Yeah, but if you're the one with it, she wasn't working, so it wasn't through her work, you know? Too long. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. She forged something, which didn't look good. So, right after the funeral, she moved to Montana. Right after. She enrolled her son in a local school. She told officials her son had seen his father murdered. Murder. Yeah, so she's telling. Yeah. Oh, boy. So, next year, Billy's stepson, who, or wait, it was her son, Billy's stepson, my bad. Okay. I said in the beginning it was his. Okay. So, it was her son from a previous relationship, his, his stepson. There's Charlie shaking. Well, he was 10 years old at this time. He took a handgun to his elementary school, this 10-year-old boy, and opened fire 
on the playground and killed another child. I thought we said we were not going to do kid stuff. Well, this is a, a kid doing it to a kid. I mean, is that cancel out? No, but I, it's not a. I, it's just it's a breach of contract. Like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So was he? He was like, was he, it an accident? He didn't do it. As far as I know, it was an accident. It could have been, you know, I don't know for sure. Speculation, but from what I read, he just like took it to his school, like, oh, this is cool. I have a gun, and then like it wasn't. I don't. I don't believe he was meaning to do a school right. shooting. But oh boy, he was too young to be charged with. You know, like he's a ten year old, so he was placed into a psychiatric facility. Oh, this is awful. For God knows how long. This he is might terrible. still be there. I don't know. But a couple of years later, investigators went to Montana and interviewed the stepson again. He said he admitted that he lied about seeing Billy leave with another man that Saturday. And he said he lied because he thought his mom was involved with Billy's disappearance. Well, the problem is during this investigation in 1994, Cindy died of AIDS-related complications. So, like, right as they're getting into investigating this, she dies. So, investigators theorize Cindy may have arranged to have Billy killed for the insurance money, and she may be involved in dumping the body. They didn't know for sure if she hired a hitman or she did it herself. And one of the suspects in this case, they didn't really get into why, like, maybe it was a hitman. They didn't really specify, but he died by suicide in 1998. A lot of deaths in this case. He, so, oh my gosh, you need a, you need a Red Bull, you need one of those energy drinks. So he, so that happened because he was afraid he was going to be the only person prosecuted for involvement. Charlie's going down the Place stairs. Place his dog will not sit still. <laughs> oh my gosh. He's, the door's closed, so he's, he's trapped. Okay. So, Yeah. Investigators haven't been able to make much progress in this case due to lack of evidence. They haven't been able to make much progress because of all the deaths. Right. And the stepson was 10 or well, he was nine at the time. Many people who are allegedly involved are either meth users or they were using meth at the time and their information couldn't be corroborated. Right. So there's no. There's no good source of information right. in this case. Right. Yeah. So they believe there are people who quote, have direct knowledge of this case, and they're asking them to come forward in order to clearly identify possible suspects. Anyone with information should call the Morgan County Sheriff's Office at 970-867-2461 and ask for the on-call investigator. You can also call Northern Colorado Crime Stoppers at 800-222-8477. So anyone with information like they... They know that Anything. she was involved or... They maybe know who know the hitman was, was yeah, yeah. or they know more just anything. So the, is the boy still... I don't know. I couldn't find information. Ugh. Okay. Do you have any other fun stories? Not fun. I have a little Valentine's fun for you. Poem? You write a poem? I wrote a sonnet. Mm. I did not. I have the top four worst love songs ever. Are you ready? I was going to do top five, but I couldn't. I ran out of time. (laughs) Ran out of time, so you got four. Okay. So, number one, Used to Love Her by Guns N' Roses. 
You still love her. I don't think I know that. Well, here's some of the lyrics. I used, to, I used to love her, but I had to kill her. I knew I'd miss her, so I had to keep her. She's buried right in my backyard. Are you serious? A hundred. Sir, this is what we call mutilating a corpse, and you will go to prison if you do this. So don't, people. Let me just know. Number two, every breath you take by the police. Oh, very creepy if you really think about it. Every breath you take, every move you make, I'll be watching you. Stalking is not sexy, no, people. Not. In fact, it's a misdemeanor. So it's a misdemeanor. So don't do that, okay? Number three, this is a good one. He hit me. It felt like a kiss. And that is by The Crystals. That's a title? That's the title. Here's some lyrics since oh you asked. Gosh. He hit me and it felt like a kiss. He hit me, but it didn't hurt me. He hit me and I know he loves me. If he didn't care for me, I could never make him that mad. What in the Ike Turner bullshit is this? Not a fan. No. Mm-mm. There are no blurred lines, people, between being sentimental and just being fucking mental. Okay? <laughs> like, girl, this is not a bop. This is domestic violence. That's And it's not okay. And people always talk about rap music. It's like uh, there's... When they're disguising it with ballads like this, people don't notice sometimes. You're absolutely right. No, when you no. don't, when you're like, yeah, there's plenty of stuff that is not rap that's uh-uh. a mess. Okay. Number four. This is my final one. Oh, there's another one. There's four. Tonight I'm Loving You by Enrique Iglesias. Ooh. Here's some lyrics. You know my motivation, given my reputation. Please excuse me. I don't mean to be rude, but tonight I'm fucking you. Wait, that's what he says? Tonight I'm going to do everything that I want with you. I know that song. I mean, do you know what is sexier than his mouth? Consent. (laughs) Consent, people. Consent is sexy. Consent is sexy. There's my my TED Talk about the worst Valentine's love songs ever. So, oh my gosh. What we learned here today. Consent, consent is sexy. Domestic violence is not okay. Don't stalk. Don't stalk people and don't bury dead bodies of your girlfriend yes, in your back in your backyard. Don't no. get the body in the place. You're going to go to prison if you do any of these things. Back to you. Wow. Well, I have another list. Oh. <laughs> well, I actually have two lists. I love it. I'll do the serious one first. Oh boy. Okay. I have some dating safety tips. I mean, this isn't, I'm not re, re, I feel like she's directing this towards me. No, the I'm conversation not. conversation we had earlier and she's like, you break You've every, broken all of these rules. Every rule, no. you break them. A lot of them are common sense, but they could be helpful sometimes. You never know. So for, I may need to hear these. Well, for example, this is something you think, oh, of course, but okay. So before going on a date with someone you don't know, like for the first time, make sure your phone's fully charged. That's a good idea. But my, I, I mean, people have charged, a lot of people yeah. do anyway, Mostly, yeah. but it's like, you know, if you, you're on 20% low battery mode, grab a charger, charge it at the restaurant. A lot of bars and restaurants actually have chargers. If they you do. ask the waitresses or yes. Yes. bartenders, they will charge Very true. Very yes. true. And an important one is tell someone your date. Like, it can be a friend, coworker, Jerry at the bar. I don't care. But just texting a friend the person you're meeting's name. <laughs> Fill attacked. Oh no, I'm just saying. Like, him also, I knew you were going on a date, but you I know, know where you were going on a date. But you know the 
the thing is that I always forget to do, not that I date a lot, but anyways, is I never give anyone a last name. I'm just like, oh, I'm going with Rob or Bill or mm-hmm. whoever, or Bob, but I never, mm-hmm. Siri, you would just be like, she went with somebody named Bill. Um, I could probably figure it out, but you not could. everyone she, could. She could figure it out, but, uh, but yeah, just tell someone. Or invite five of your close friends to your date like <laughs> Ashley does. I always do that. So just so you know, if you ever go on a date with me, I'll they're be coming. Hi. They're all coming. I'm like, <laughs> just show up five minutes late and I'll be like, oh my God, what are you doing here? This is so weird. Oh my gosh. It's safety. It, that is safe. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. So don't leave your drink unattended. Oh, I don't do that. You're up going to the bathroom. No, I don't do that. Don't do that. Again, you can also tell the bartender. And yep. they will set it down behind the bar. Mm-hmm. Bartenders are often your friend on dates. A hundred percent. They want to keep you safe. Not all of them, but most of them do. They're your friend usually yes. in the situation. Yes. Even if you don't know them, which there's not a lot of bartenders we don't know in Little Rock. But if you don't, even they're if, our friends. But even if you don't know them, though, they're they're pretty good about doing. My friend Shelly and I when we went to Nashville for that concert. We had our drink sitting at the bar and we were like, Hey, don't throw this away. We're going to walk outside and smoke. And he went Whoop, and picked our drinks up and we're like, what are you doing? We just told you. He's like, no, I'm not leaving y'all's drinks out here. Like your two girls. Yeah. He's like, I'll put them back here up on the shelf. And he put napkins over. Yeah. Them. They'll usually put yeah. napkins over so, them. So, mm-hmm. so that would, we appreciated that. It's always a good thing to do. And if you ever, I've seen this in some bathrooms in Little Rock where there's stuff on the wall where you say, if you go up to a bartender and you say a certain name or something. Like a unicorn shot or something. Yeah, they get the hint that, oh, something's not right. But even if you're something's wrong, go up to the bartender and be like, this dude's kind of creeping me I've out. I've done that. His name is, yes, she's done I that. have done that. <laughs> I have went to, a, well, I was sitting at the board already and the bartender looked at me and was like, and I'm like, no, it's not good here. No, it's not good. But then for the rest of the time I was there, you know, he and the other bartender were very like mm-hmm. watching yeah. me, watching the guy. Like, this is why if you go to a local restaurant often or a local bar often, tip your bartenders because they'll look they, out for right. you. Right. They will look out for not you. Not that only money matters, no, but I'm but just they saying will. they, yeah, they you're right. have your back. And if you can also, if you can see the bartender pour it even better, like if a guy goes to get your drink for you, do a quick, you know, you never know. And lastly, give them a quick Google, especially if you've never met them before. I don't do that. I do it for you. It's um, oddly enough, other than Lacey doing it for me, but I'm always like, if I like them and I think they're like I'm, sex on legs already just by pictures, I'm like, I don't want to find out anything bad. I'm not telling you to be surprised by this in the middle of the night. <laughs> Court records are public. They are public. Just saying. They are public. I learned this stuff because I casework dogs and one of the things we have to do, well, we don't have to, but look at public records. It's just, if you've been in trouble for animal violence, you're out. But that stuff shows up. I mean, Those are that all stuff. good tips. I mean, they're kind of obvious, but it's like sometimes you don't you think forget, about. Though. Yeah, like your cell phone being charged. Like, yeah, because yeah. sometimes my cell phone's fifty percent, and I go out. You want to hear it now? I want to hear it. Okay, now. if you're not feeling the love today, which you're not, why you should be? Because you don't like Valentine's Day. I don't. I don't. <sighs> Look at this scowl. Look at this Botox I need. No, that's not. Mm-mm. Okay, so here. It's a list of movies that will make you glad you're single or not. I don't know. The Lobster. 
Have you seen it? No. I'm I don't know if it's your own. Um, well, it's a dark comedy starring Colin Farrell. I don't really. Okay. He's not my favorite. He's not my favorite. Believe it or not. You shouldn't have led with that. Well, it's Checked a really out. unsettling dark comedy. It's like you're assigned like an animal, and if you don't find someone that's that same animal, you turn into that animal. It's very bizarre. That's fucking it's dark. Awful. It's dark. I'd get like a hedgehog. It's or dark. Something. It's very. Un- it's like a. It's but like you here. sign a waiver and stuff. It's really creepy. It's good if you like. Um, no. They call it a dark comedy, but it's kind of like a. Uh, I don't know. That's. It's unsettling. That sounds awful. John Tucker Must Die. Oh, I've seen that. That's a true early 2000s anti-Valentine's Day. And he's movie. cute. He was in uh, Passions, the soap opera. Never watched it. I was a general hospital girl. Okay. Well, Passions had he zombies was, and... He, um, wasn't he in um, Desperate Housewives? Mm-hmm. Yes. He was, was he the, the pool boy? He was the gardener. Gardener. That's it. Gone Girl. If you're in the mood for a thriller. That's a great movie. It really is. That's a great movie. Get Out. If you're looking for something scary. Uh, it's a date gone. A date from hell, pretty much. That movie is horrifying. It really is. I love all of Key Peele's movies. <laughs> or is it Jordan Peele? Jordan Key? Oh my gosh. It's Key it's and Peele. It's Jordan yeah. Peele. It's oh my whatever. God. They, whatever. We know. You get my gist. Watching Key and Peele messed me up on that. I never know which one's which. One's it's which. And, of course, you know, I'm going to end this list. Actually, I have six. But Fatal Attraction. Such a good movie. And I had to add in What Lies Beneath. Of course. I'm like, I can't add one without the other. They're both like. <sighs> They're so good. Ooh. And if you haven't seen any of these, you need something to. On Those Monday. are great. Yeah. They're- Download my playlist. Watch her movies. Yeah. And Solve I have her murder she talked about. All the things. Solve my murder. I look really red in this, <laughs> by the way. We're not this red. We're not I this am, red. But she's not. I'm not. Just kidding. This Wait, is No, you're she's not kidding. I'm not red. <laughs> it's my it's my uh it's shirt off. that's giving on fives. So do you have any other information? I mean, I've got some, um, I have papers, but it's a mess. I've got some terrible date stuff, but oh yeah, uh, I'm going to have to read them like we're in school. That's fine. And they might be awful. So we normally don't have people watching us when we do this. So, so, um, mine is a, um, it comes from ID channels, uh, web of lies, swipe right for murder chronicles. That's a website? No, Web of Lies is the name of the TV show. Oh, and the, yeah, that's it's on the episode. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's about Ashley Pagram. And she, this happened in 2015 in April. And it says, uh, it was supposed to be a fun night. Turned out to be fatal for this young mother. Okay, so she was in South Carolina and she had three kids. And on April the 3rd, 2015, she left home sometime after nine for a date she met online and never returned. She did not follow your directions. Days turned into weeks. The hope to find Ashley dwindled down. Based on a tip, they searched a wooded area in Harleyville, South Carolina, and found Ashley's decomposing body in a shallow grave. So it's like a month later. She was only in her bra, her glasses were tangled in her hair, and an autopsy showed fractures in her neck. Anyways, um, so she also had blunt force trauma to her head. Cause of death was listed as 
homicide. So they went through her phone after she was missing that she shared with her sister at the time. And she was talking to a man named Edward and through like through a messaging app, probably like WhatsApp. They met online sometime in March. So she had went out with him, this Edward guy, the previous night for a date. A message received around 3.30 a.m. had him apologizing for leaving Ashley on the road because she was too drunk. That's what he said. That's what he texted her. Uh, well, you don't leave anyone no. when they're drunk. On the side of a road? Or when they're not drunk. Yeah. So the family gave the authorities this information. They brought in Edward for questioning. He claimed to have picked up Ashley that night for their date. And um, they stopped at a gas station. It shows Ashley entering. And Edward initially claimed to have left her at the gas station, but he later changed his story and um, said it was at a trailer park in Summersville. Not convinced. Mm-mm. The authorities looked closer at him. At the time, he was employed at a flooring company, and surveillance from that, you know, his work, showed him leaving around um, 10.55. Nope. Showed him leaving in one of the company cars and then returning around 10.55. Gotcha. Police examined the car and found traces of blood, and those tests were positive for Ashley's DNA. So they got a warrant with, you know, after they found the blood in there. And they searched Edward's mother's car and found more of Ashley's blood in the trunk. So, anyways, he was supposedly driving Ashley home when she accused him of stealing her mother's phone and yelling at him. So, Edward stopped so Ashley could use the bathroom and he claimed that she walked off. So, then Edward decided to leave her and he backed up the car. And he ran her over. Oh, my God. Yes. He said he went to check on her, and she attacked him. Yeah. And in an effort to subdue her, he wrapped her in a bear hug, and she died in his arms. So, that's the story. He dumped her on the side of the road. He taped a plastic bag around her head, claiming it was because she was bleeding. And after driving to the wooded area, he buried her body in a shallow grave. He is ultimately the one who told police where Ashley was buried. He also admitted to sending Ashley the messages to mislead the authorities. So that's, so, is that tampering with evidence? Probably. Like, I, mean, I mean, I know there's way worse, but that's an additional charge. I like that. Yeah. So he's he's in jail. Long story short. Yeah. He's in jail. But yeah, she met him online, dated once, went out on yeah. a date, and uh and the truth is though, you can follow all the rules, quote unquote. No, you're hundred percent you, right. And something ter- it's something terrible can happen. Sometimes there are just there are just weirdos. too many bad people out there and that sucks. Even not even um on my dating. I wonder why I don't date Lacey. I don't wonder. No. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh. Okay, that's my story. Now go. It's your turn. Yay. Okay, well, I have a new segment that I'm calling Ask Ashley because I have better alliteration. Oh, brother, I don't know any of these questions. No, I didn't tell her. So, okay, I'm going to ask her some questions. And for next month's Patreon, 
You can ask questions too. Just email us at United States of Murder at gmail.com, Facebook message us, Instagram message us, whatever. Um, I'm nervous. No. And you can be anonymous if you want to be anonymous or if you have like advice for you. We didn't get that this time. You have your life figured out. So give us your advice. These aren't hard questions. But so Drew Ann wants to know, and if you don't want to share anything, just say it because she hasn't, she doesn't know these questions. Do you have an embarrassing dating story you'd be open to sharing? So many. Let me think. Oh, so one time, it's not really a dating story. It's more of a one night stand story. (laughs) Even better. We don't shame. I'll, I'll leave, we don't shame I'll leave names out. Oh, of so, course. But I'm quite sure they don't listen. But anyways. I don't know. Picture it. <laughs> 32-year-old Ashley. No kids. No. I'm lying. I was younger than that. Okay. Anyways. Better. Don't remember the age. It's irrelevant. It was before Max. Before his dad. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So in my early 20s, I lived in Memphis. And I met this guy one night. And we'll call him... Josh, not his real name. And he was so cute and just, uh, he was everything. Anyways, he was everything. He was everything. I went back to his house. It was his parents' house. He was house sitting. It was the whole thing. I was drunk. I threw up in their bathroom. It was a mess. Anyways, <laughs> I don't know why I'm single. So whatever. It, it phases out. We're not dating. Whatever. Mm-hmm. We hung out a few times. Fast forward. I now live in Little Rock. Right? So I'm not in Memphis anymore. I'm in Little Rock. And I go to our favorite place ever, Dugan's. I knew you were going to say Dugan's. That sounds good. So there's a guy there. And he's looking at me. And I'm looking at him. And we, I go outside to smoke. And he is out right behind me. And so I turn around. And he asks me for a light. Whatever. He's trying to break the ice. And I'm like, I know you from somewhere. So we start talking. Turns out he also used to live in Memphis, but his name is Justin. <laughs> You're on the J's. Yeah. So we end up going back to my place. Whatever happens, happens. Long story short, we're talking about, you're from Memphis. I wonder if we know the same people. And we're talking about siblings. And that's when he tells me, I have two brothers. And I'm like, oh, cool. And he's like, I actually have a twin. And I'm like, <laughs> and so he tells me. And the guy I hooked up with in Memphis all those years ago was his identical twin brother. <laughs> but they're still good looking. I, like, I, knew, I knew I knew you. I was like, I've met you before. <laughs> Did you tell him you... No. Okay. <laughs> I did not. I did not tell him. I was like, oh, I gotta get up super early in the morning, so here's your things and leave. And you know what else is so funny about this is um, he he uh, swiped on me on, 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 like, Bumble recently. Yes! I'm like, sir, we've been down this Wait, road. Wait, so one lives in Memphis and one lives in Little Rock? Or yes. Li- yes. <laughs> Maybe they're your soulmate. No. One of them. One no. of them. Maybe. No, um, they are not my forever. <laughs> anyway, so there you are. Do they have similar personalities? Do you remember? They they do. It was one of those things where it was like you, it's not the same. Familiar, yes. but you're like I can't. I'm like I can't on where I've seen you. 
you know, blah, blah, blah. That's funny. That's a good story. It's really funny. You pulled Duran. out some interesting information. Yeah. So he doesn't know. He doesn't know. He doesn't know now. He's not. He just probably doesn't. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> it's quite funny. I had to giggle to myself because I was like, "That's a that's such a it's your brother, your identical twin brother." You know, back in the, I mean, this magazine still exists, but I would read the embarrassing stories in Cosmopolitan. Mm. That sounds like something mm-hmm. straight from Cosmo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> quite funny. Oh my! I was gosh. like, I knew I knew you. That's kind a, of. That's an interesting story. Well, you're welcome. Well, this is kind of funny. So, true crime cat lawyer would like to know: Would you ever let Max listen? And you're like, now, hell no! <laughs> listen to our podcast? Yes, he's not a patron. Maybe when he's older. He's eight, like just turned eight a couple weeks ago, and he no, not right now. No, maybe yeah. when he's like fifteen. He watches scary stuff, but he knows that's fake. Yes, the podcast is real stuff. The podcast is real stuff, and also, you know, I cuss a lot, which. Anyways, I don't know. No, not right now. When yeah. he's older, but yeah, right now it's just, it's too, yeah. we get graphic yeah. and talk about like titties chopped off and stuff. This and isn't that's a like, kid friendly. That's not, not kid friendly. No. 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 Um, no. And when we've recorded, sometimes you have, sometimes have I do him, have to bring him. Yeah. Uh, to work around our schedule and he'll have his ear like these, but yeah. he'll be watching videos on his, and on stuff. On his iPad. Where yeah. He's oblivious to what's yeah. going on. And he's not with us. Like he'll be downstairs no. on her he's, couch. Or, he's a, he's yeah. not he's listening not, to what no, we're saying. No idea. No. So, yeah. And then I have a last question. And this is interesting. So if you were on a dating show, which three questions would you ask? You're on a dating show. Pretend there's like a barrier between you. You don't know what they look like. And you're like, okay, you have to ask three dudes the same three questions. Oh, my God. Just off the top of your head. Off the top of my head. I don't know. And I would say. What kind of watch are you wearing right now? It's not because I'm a label ho. It's because, like, my grandfather was really big into watches. And he he always had and would work on watches. And so, like, watches, as cheesy as it sounds, like, I find them very interesting. And, hmm. and someone who might have an expensive watch would show that they, you know, they're kind of interested in this. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Or maybe they have, like, a, for instance, I dated a guy one time, and he had a Rolodex. That's not what this story's about. Stay with me. It was a submariner but i could tell that it was a very old one and he said when he graduated from college his dad bought him a rolex from the year he was born and he did that for he had four brothers and sisters and so he did that for all the men in his family his his dad would buy them when they graduated from college a, a rolex from the year they were born so he was born in like 1969, so it was like a 1960. I could tell it was vintage. Yeah, and so and so I thought that was cute. So yeah, yeah. No, question number one would be what what kind of watch do you have on? They would be like, this is the question. Yeah, they'd be like, no, she's trying to figure out if I have money or not. That's mm-hmm. not the case. I just find it hmm. interesting. Let's see, question number two: How did your grandparents meet? I love the stuff. I'm, these are not at all what you guys thought I would ask, is it? No, I, I just... I don't even know how my grandparents... See, like, I am big into, like, history and family history, and I just think it's it's fascinating, and, and I feel like people don't... They don't love like they did back in the, the 40s and 50s and things, like, 
my grandparents met picking cotton. Like she was fifteen what? and he was eighteen, and like they that's how they met and fell in love. And and I I just like those sweet romantic stories. So yeah. that would be my there was second no question. Tinder in no Tinder. No, no, they were together for maybe two months, and he uh, went off to World War Two. And they stayed together, and they were married forever, and had nine kids and forty-seven grandkids. So that, how how did your grandparents meet? That would be my That's second one. If they're like, oh no, you're like, it's a no for me. That's a no for me. If you're like, oh no, mm-hmm. well, one set were married, you know, forever until he passed away, yeah. and then the other set divorced quickly after. No. So mm-hmm. that's irrelevant. I understand. <laughs> Okay, question number three. What's your sign? I'm just kidding. Gun to your head. Huh? You have to. Oh. That's my mother's question. Gun to your head. You have to sing a song word for word. You cannot mess up one lyric or oh. your brains will be blown out. What song are you singing? See, when you do this, I'm like, what would I sing? song would you sing? Well, what would your song be? Curiosity. My song would probably be Night Moves by Bob Seger. Because my dad and I listen to it all the time. Like, it's another, see, look how sentimental I am. Y'all think I have a black heart, which I do. Don't get me fucked up. But I'm also very. She's a softie. I am a softie. I'm I'm very sentimental about things. Mm -hmm. So that would be my third question. What song are you singing? Can't mess up any lyrics. Your brains will be blown out. These three dudes would be like, get get my mic off. Take it off. Take my mic off. I'm going to the back. We're done. We're done. You are not the father. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, those are good. Thanks. Man. Okay. Well, and also let us know, do you like this video situation? Yeah, this is our first time Do you want us to do it again? It's a little, I think it's just the lighting. We're a little grainy. This was fun. It was fun. I liked it. Maybe we'll eventually do a live. Thing where we can like have people in the Zoom meeting. Oh, that would we, be fun. We need an experience to see ourselves because we're used to hearing ourselves, but this is a little weird. But yeah. Anyways, happy Valentine's Day. Happy Un-Valentine's Day. Reclaim it. I always say reclaim it. Make it about your dog, pet, kids, yourself. 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 Yes. All right. Bye. Bye.